I'm so wildly grateful to Troy and Austin and David for bringing me on to do this. This process was so collaborative and they were so open and Troy is such an extraordinary director to work with. He really understands how to communicate with each individual differently in a way that brings out the best in them. Before we jump into the video, we cannot forget the comment of the day. Today's comment comes from Rogue Shadow Unit 4964. He commented on the episode where I talked to Ilka Vili, the Alan Wake actor from Alan Wake 2. The comment says Alan Wake 2 bonded gameplay to live action cutscenes more fluently than Quantum Break did. I loved Quantum Break so much and just knew I had to play the other Remedy games. Definitely glad I did and I was so happy to be a fan and looked forward to Alan Wake 2's release. I definitely didn't expect that much live action and I was very much happy with it. Well, thank you so much Rogue Shadow Unit for your comment. That was really lovely and yes, Quantum Break was pretty cool and all the Remedy games are amazing. If you want to be featured in the comment of the day, all you have to do is comment down in the video or if you're listening on Spotify, you can also comment right there and you may get featured in the next episode. And now presenting my guest in this episode, that is Anjali Bhimani who played Medusa in Stray Gods, the roleplay musical and many other characters in many other games. Thank you so much for joining. It's been it's been amazing to see you after so long well it's been amazing to watch you this entire journey that you've been on you know i said it to you early on when when you when we first uh, did this together a year and a half or so ago um that you're really really good at this and and i love the questions that you ask and i love the deep dives that you do so i'm i'm very happy that we were able to make this work that's that's awesome. That's too kind. I don't know how to take that kindness, but I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it. That's all you got to say. Soak it in, baby. Soak it in. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for so much for saying that. It's it's amazing because I remember when people saw that episode, I'm like, well, you guys have some connection. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know how, but it is there. I'm just loving the, the, the conversations we have. And it's so... Like it feels like I've like I've known you for so long, so it's like we can just converse. So it's that, and, and a lot of people have said you're so sweet, you're so kind, and I'm like, yes, she Aww. is. So yeah, thank you for all of that. But how has your year been like? How's it looking for you? Oh my goodness! Um, so the beginning of twenty four. Um, full disclosure, it has been a little bit like it's it's gone. It started so fast. I feel a little bit like I'm riding an out of control horse and pulling on the reins to to just be like, I was supposed to have a break. Somewhere. But I also know better than to uh, than to question that because, especially as an artist, yeah. you know, when things are busy, I it's a very it's good fortune. It's very very good fortune. So um, so things have been great. They've been busy. Um, you know, I'm very happy that since the strikes here in Hollywood ended in uh, October, November, things have yeah. been starting to get back to normal. And so January is kind of the first semblance of normalcy that we are starting to see in terms of television and film auditions. Or at least I am. Maybe more people saw it uh, more last year. But um, so I've been getting back to that. Um, my husband and I have a very exciting business thing going on. We So we actually have 
uh, a podcast production studio out here in Hollywood, oh. and um, which you'll have to visit when you come out. Um, yes. But we, uh, you know, we had a smaller space. It was about 350 square feet, and we are about to move into a much larger production space um, in Beverly Hills wow. uh, with some with some new exciting things happening there. So uh, we have been. Uh, if you look on Instagram, you can see me with a sledgehammer and a bunch yeah. of walls broken down behind us. So so. Um, We've been in the process of doing that. Uh, lots of voiceover stuff that I can't talk about. Um, lots of continuing voiceover stuff that we all know already about. Um, and then just continuing. I'm 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 actually very excited because well, where you are, it already is. It's fun size February. Yeah. And so every February, I like to celebrate that it is the anniversary of the I Am Fun Size series, which I started specifically as a love letter to the gaming community online and the Overwatch community who had been so kind to me. And so um, this February will be seven years uh, since the beginning of that series. And we've been a little slow the last couple of years because I've been so busy, but um, I am now that we're going to hopefully have this, you know, studio up and running pretty soon. I'm hoping this year it'll be able to, mm -hmm. we'll be able to squeeze in some more stuff. Um, but for February, I'm doing a bunch of giveaways, which I'm always happy to do. Cause you know, what, what is a good celebration without gifts? I yeah, gotta exactly. give people fun stuff. Uh, so that's happening. I'm working on a few new books. Um, producing a couple of things yeah and then of course daisy quest is out right yes. now which i am i'm so thrilled of i'm so thrilled at the response from everyone to it not just daisy's but from everyone i think there are three main goals that we had with this series one was to do a great actual play with an all south asian cast right well i i, I feel like when you have jasmine creating anything it's going to be great and then with that cast it was kind of it was kind of a sure thing that there was going to be great chemistry, but m more importantly to, to at least to me, and I think to the other creators is that we wanted to do two, two things. One for people who are of South Asian descent um, to be able to either connect those who feel slightly disconnected from their culture by showing them a place for them at the table in the TTRPG world, which we don't always see, or by, um, you know, exactly for those who feel very connected to their culture, but just don't see it mm -hmm. represented in the fantasy world um, and, and in the TTRPG world, we very much wanted people to have that experience and feel seen. Um, but in addition to that, we wanted to invite people who are not Indian and not South Asian to have an experience where they could come to our party, come play at our table, come sit with us, and we will we will teach you all the lingo, we will yeah. tell you all the inside jokes, we'll make sure you're a part of it. So that it's not just something that is made for one group or one you know, culture, it's something that's made for everybody to be able to participate in that culture because the best way that we can ever bridge the gap between cultures is not just to be curious about other cultures, but to invite other people into ours without judgment mm -hmm. and to invite them to play here and invite that literally play, but invite yeah. them to learn in a playful environment where if they make a mistake, they don't have to worry about it. Mm. Right. Yeah. We're not we're not here to judge people for not knowing something. They why would they know if they weren't a part of our culture? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy sometimes for people who are in a uh, uh, less represented 
um, community, whatever that community is, whether it's cultural or uh, gender orientation or wh whatever it is, I think it's very easy to get very defensive when people don't know about you and about who you are and about th this aspect of your life and your community. And the problem with us getting defensive when people don't know is it means they are not being encouraged to learn. They are being discouraged from it because someone's angry at them for not knowing. We wouldn't do that to a kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we can't do it to people who may not know something just because they've not lived it. The only way I think to, the best way, I should say, not the only way, but the best way to to get people to be more connected is to invite them to the party. And that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's very much what we wanted to do. Um, and it is a party. Oh my God. Yes, this it is. Cast, is so much fun i can't even begin to tell you they're just so much fun yeah um it's, it's been a it's been a really great really great time yeah i love it it's so cool uh i i didn't first of all i didn't expect like there's going to be something like this with with all these people and you're going to play uh dnd &D, and it's like wow this is pretty cool and i'm so happy that a lot of people like it they watch it yeah it's very cool i think how like episode five has it been i could be wrong i'm so sorry i but... think yeah i think we just we just aired episode five that's right yes. next week is episode six yes yeah so it's it's been pretty cool it's been a pretty cool journey and i'm so happy because yeah. especially um how how long did it take i think it's been we've been worked upon for for a while uh to bring well we quest. finished the kickstarter we finished the kickstarter at the beginning of last year and then i think we shot it march or april actually i think it was march because it was around the time of the oscars so it must have mm. been march yeah. um and uh so it took us a while to get it you know but we wanted to do it right mm -hmm. and wanted to make sure post-production was done right and the graphics and the details and everything and all of the producers uh, in, involved, um, you know, Anand over at F and Funny and obviously Sandeep, um, both of them and Jasmine and I, I think everybody. And then we also had Michael Shabak as our director who does all the stuff at Direct Dimension 20 and he's incredible. And Ash Minnick who was helping us. Like we just had such a wonderful team of people coming together and still continuing to come together because we're not done with it. Mm. Um, uh, I have such a wonderful group of people coming together because they love it and they care about it and they think it's special. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled of all the things that we have created recently. And I've had, a, I've had the good fortune to create a lot of really fun things. I'm, I'm probably most thrilled by the reception for this one. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love, I love the set. I love the set design. It's so cool to see all of it. It just looks glorious. I'm like, oh, this is great. I love, I love looking at this and watching it. Um, but yeah, you've said, you've said you've worked on so much and you were explaining about how many things that you are doing this year. Do you set sort of goals every year? Is that a thing that you have or you're like, I'm just going to go the next day and possibly do the work that I have? So that is an excellent question. Um, I don't do New Year's resolutions because I think it messes with my head. I like to choose my own New Year anytime that I feel like choosing it. If I want to start something, I will start it today. Yeah whatever that day is. I do like to set sort of intentions or um, missions for the year. Um, historically, when I've just made a list of goals, it has, it has felt like a to-do list. And then all of a sudden it feels like chores and it's not fun. 
And if I don't accomplish those things, God forbid that, you know, a lot of times it used to be that my goals were things that were kind of out of my control. You know, I'm going to book this kind of a job or whatever. And that's not entirely under my control. Um, But I like choosing things to focus on throughout the year and reminding myself, whether weekly or daily, um, that that's kind of where I want to be putting my energy. Um, this year for me is very much about the creative process and, and the creative process for me personally, not just being a part of it as an actor, but being a part of it in, in every way. Um, and giving myself the grace to maybe not be as busy, which is going to be interesting because it's very, very hard for me. I, um, I tend to, I tend to, you know, if there's a hole in my schedule, I will fill it. And the problem with that is you don't have enough time then to really let things, let things percolate and let things really sink in, whether it's you're reading a book and you're not letting it set in or you're taking a meeting and you're just moving on to the next thing and you're not letting that. So I'm trying to, to, to put a little more space. One of my, I guess if you were going to say one of my goals, my goals is to create more space for surprising things create more space for unexpected things because when you go, 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 your life is a to-do list. It's, it's not, there's no room. There's no room for unexpected growth or inspiration or um, it's not great for creativity. And I definitely found that last year as amazing a year as it was, you know, I look back at all that I did, I I look back at it. And if I'm being honest with myself, I didn't have as much fun Mm -hmm. as I usually do. And I think it's because I was so, you got to move on to the next thing. You got to move on to the next thing that I didn't allow myself to enjoy the, the mm. special moments as much. Yeah. Now the flip side of that is that I will say for the first time, I really can remember in my entire life, one thing happened last year that, uh, that I'm thrilled about, which is when I looked back on the year and was trying to think of all the things that I had done or I was proud of the memories that stuck with me were memories of hanging with my husband or playing with the dog are were like just special simple things even though there were big incredible things and awards shows and yeah. red carpets and premieres and you know all of that stuff yes that was absolutely there but it was the time shared with the people that that made the difference mm. you know it was it was yes i got to go see critical role at wembley and what an amazing show but the joy was seeing my friends have that experience on stage yeah you know, and the same thing, getting my, seeing, having my husband get the chance to see me doing X, Y, like just having those personal moments. You know, we started this year uh, taking my mom to her very first awards show, red carpet thing that I was nominated yes. for, for Ms. Marvel. And it was bucket list, absolute bucket list item, you know? And so I'm very thrilled that that at the end of the year ended up being what I remembered what I took out of 2023. Um, Cause it was an incredible year. It was a difficult year mm-hmm. in terms of how busy it was. Um, but what paid off is that what I remember are those special moments. Cause I don't think you can always be busy. You can always book more work. You can always make more money. You can always do those things, but you can't always, you can't reclaim that time with your loved ones. Um, and I really felt good about it. At the end of the year, I was like, okay, Good job. You, 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 you done good. Well yeah. done. Um, but so, so it's a very long way around. Uh, I probably should set some more specific goals and I do have some projects that are in the works, but I'm trying to be a little less rigid hmm. 
um, than I have been in the past because it's it's never done me good. Um, I'd like to focus a little more on my health. So they do so I have some health goals because if one thing went out the window this last year, I was so busy that I wasn't taking as good care of myself as usual, yeah. um, which is very not I am fun size. <laughs> uh, so I got to practice what I preach. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff. I mean, this this production studio space is going to be very exciting because it means that we can create a lot of the work that we want to create and help our friends create that work and and potentially grow in a way that uh, that we haven't been able to before because we have our own creative space. Yeah, that's so cool that you have. Yeah. And, I, and I like that because I feel like a lot of people, um, because everybody is doing it, a lot of people are like, oh man, I have to set a goal now. What I have to set and they keep on focusing on that and they sometimes keep unrealistic goals which oh they actually God. don't achieve and then it breaks their heart. So I feel like if Absolutely. Anybody, yeah. It, it sets... It, it sets sometimes we set really unrealistic expectations for ourselves. I, I I did a couple of actually I did a couple of I am fun size episodes about this about an unusual way that I like to set goals hmm. because a lot of times I'm, I'm I'll get to the beginning of the year and I'm like I don't know I mean there's a million things a million goals I could set hmm. and I might think I should set but why do I want to achieve those things What is the feeling? that I am aspiring to feel. Yeah. So I'll work my way backwards from a feeling. I want to feel, you know, at the end of every day, I want my head to hit the pillow and feel good about what I did that day. Mm. That's that's what I, I ideally, whether it is, oh my God, I was sick and I'm just glad that I gave myself the freedom to rest, or it is look at how much work I got done today, or I'm so happy I spent time with I want my, my family or my mom, or I, I want to make sure that at the end of every day, I am allowing myself to feel satisfaction with the day now i can't always accomplish that and i'm very hard on myself so i don't i often don't achieve that but that to me is a goal is a feeling mm. and then you work your way back i work my way backwards from the feeling well what will get me that i will definitely feel better about myself if i eat well i'll feel better about myself when i go to bed if i don't feel like a beached whale when i go to sleep okay great if I eat good, sustaining food that gives me energy, awesome. I will feel better if I make some time, even the tiniest a bit of time, if I spend more time with my family, even if it's just the tiniest bit of time, it's quality time. I'll feel good about that. I'll feel good if I talk to people that I care about, if, even if they're thousands of miles away. I'll feel great if I have a chance to talk to you or talk to the community and 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 help people that way. So that's those are specifics but they come from the feeling of, I wanna feel at the end of every day, I wanna feel good about what I've accomplished and put into the world. And then I also have some other feelings that I'm working on this year. Um, you know, I'm also working on some like, yeah. fixing some not great things about myself that I kind of want to work on, you know, being a little more patient. And, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. there are plenty of, uh, plenty of traits of mine that I'm like, do with a little less of that one <laughs> let's uh, let's not feed that wolf and let's feed this one yeah yeah oh man it's like uh self-improvement and stuff like it's always constant yeah it's always and and it's and it's funny because you know you read quote-unquote self-help books mm. and and improvement and productivity and all this stuff and i realized again last year I was reading so many productivity books. I called it productivity porn because it's like you somehow think that like it's going to be satisfying to read this, but I wasn't being more productive by reading all the books. I yeah. was just reading about it. 
I wasn't actually applying it because I wasn't giving myself time to actually apply things. Yeah. And so at some point or another, you need to give yourself the actual space and time and energy to create things and to, you know, you can't be productive if you're just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. You can, you can do a ton of things, but will they be productive? Who knows? That's true. Who who honestly knows? Um, But yeah, so I, I've been trying to, again, like I'm, I'm very, my brain is very tricky. It's, it likes to be very sneaky. So I have to be very tricky with it and find the exact right words to use. Cause I know for example, for example, for myself, if I say self-improvement, sometimes my boy, my brain will take that to mean that, oh, you're not good enough right now. Mm, No, I'm absolutely, I am, I am good enough for myself, but I enjoy learning more. I enjoy being better at things. I enjoy the feeling of, of moving up and pulling people up the ladder with me and being able to teach people things or show people things or cheer them on. So, so it's, it's, you know, I'm still trying to find a good word for it, but um, maybe it's just leveling up. I love leveling up Yeah. in any way possible. Before we continue this episode, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening and watching this episode. It means a lot and it really is awesome to see you guys here, especially the comments. It's amazing. But I get to see that in YouTube, 97% of you have not subscribed. So definitely consider subscribing because Behind the Voice podcast includes actors from some amazing games and you don't want to miss some of the behind the scene moments that they get to talk and everything that they get to do to play the characters that they play in these games. And now we're going to continue to this episode. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's true. It's like having um, certain words that you say to yourself and your brain thinks like, you're that. I know, and you have to like think in a different way to not yeah, think that. Yeah, my, my brain can be a very dark and twisty place. So yeah. I try to, you know, it can be, my creativity can, can either work for the powers of good with me or the powers of evil in my own brain. And <laughs> yeah. so I, that's one of the reasons why I Am Fun Size meant so much to me to, to create as a series and as a book, because, I want everybody to know you're not alone in these struggles. There is always someone with you. Let me share the good, the bad, and the ugly stories that I have so that you know that I I don't have the answers for people. I just have my own experiences and I I can give opinions, not advice. But what I can share is that the journey is tricky and fun and scary and exciting and that's life and no one no one gets away with a life without all of the challenges but yeah. if you lean into it it's it's kind of fun yeah it's, it's so fun. crazy yes and it's like such a interesting conversation that i would love to go towards but i would love to go back and talk about yeah. something that you've done really and i was really happy with is uh, Medusa that you played in Stray Gods was so fun. Oh, it was so fun. I mean, it was so fun. <laughs> um, gosh, ask away. Ask anything you want about yeah, it. Like, like, what a wonderful time. For I, I would say like when I when I I didn't expect the game to be a musical, so it was really fun to like, oh, a musical. That's great. And then get to see like all these wonderful actors that are there who are singing these wonderful or being these characters singing and everything. And the story is somehow it's all coming together in such a good way. I'm caring for these characters. It's so cool. I never expected. And I know Austin Wintry and it's beautiful music and everything is so wonderful. And then I saw your part and I was like, wow, this is great. Like 
it, the, the character design was cool and the whole song, the whole, all of that was really, really amazing. And so when you look back at this, like the things that you guys have created, helped creating, what do you, what do you feel about? What do you think about this game that you became a part of and worked with these wonderful, talented people? I am so proud to have been a part of it. I'm so uh, wildly grateful to Troy and Austin and David for bringing me on to do this because it combines three of my great loves, musicals, mythology, and games. And uh, they were so open to me playing, to all of us really playing with the character and finding the voice, literally and figuratively, mm -hmm. of the character. And I was the first character that they recorded. So they really had no set idea of what things were going to be like. The music uh, that I got to learn it from was uh, a guy on a piano and then a, him singing it. So it was very, very different than obviously what I came out with. And um, Austin has said several times that he had a very different idea of what the music was going to be until I came in with that voice. And he was like, well, now <laughs> I want it to be this. Oh, wow. And it feels so exciting to be to be a part of the creative process that way, because a lot of times as actors, um, whether it's in video games or anything, there's there's so much stuff that's decided without your input. There's so much stuff that is decided before you even show up and then you need to fit into that world. Yeah. But this process was so collaborative and they were so open and Troy is such an extraordinary director to work with. We all know he's an incredible actor, but people need to know he's such a fantastic director to work with. Like he really understands probably because he is an actor, he, but he really understands how to communicate with each individual differently in a way that brings out the best in them. And, and I just love that about him. And so I, you know, I said, I'm, I'm most proud of the response to Basie Quest. I'm just most proud of the creation of Stray Gods. Yeah, just wow. being a part of something so new and so extraordinary. And now and I'm hoping that now that it has been successful, um, I am hoping that more people are open to this particular incredibly difficult genre of game. Yeah. I mean, Austin is just a mad genius being able to put the music together for this. You know, it's it's something insane, like something like 80 hours of music or something even. I don't know. It's something really huge. Yeah. I don't remember the numbers, but. Um, if you go to his YouTube page and you go to Spotify and you find our all of our recordings, you'll be able to hear some of the different versions and branches. And you realize that from like sentence to sentence in some songs, your choices will change hmm. what yeah. you hear. Of course. Um, yeah, I still haven't heard all of what I recorded because <laughs> I haven't made the right choices to make that happen. Um, but. I'm I'm so thrilled with it, and and the chance to be in it with Laura, and who's such a dear friend, and and it's just it's the whole thing has been just fantastic, and getting to sing in Australia, I mean, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Talk about like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. let's go, let's go do this in Australia. Why not? Yeah, um, it's great cool. too because we got to meet um, got to meet Montaigne, who helped compose a lot of the music uh, with Austin. Uh, she and Tripod, this uh, group of fellas, um, uh, you know, together helped with Austin, and now they're nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, it's so amazing. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Just I like, what a world. What a world. What a world. 
What a world. Love it. I absolutely love it. But you know, like it's it's in musical. I am I'm very curious to to know like how all of the recording process for this particular game was. Was it similar to how you've done previously? Because this is musical, there's a lot more I I'm assuming a lot yeah. more technical stuff out there. It's it's similar in that you are recording lines that are triggered mm. by things that happen in the game. So yeah. you're recording by yourself and you are singing different chunks. What was the most different was how it looks on the page. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. normally when you're doing video game lines that are triggered, like in-game lines there or or um uh, uh gameplay lines, they are, you know, a line, 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 line. And you know, this happens when you're running, or this happens when you're shooting this kind of thing, or whatever, you just go through. So it was the same with this in that the lines were triggered by different choices that the player would make, but it was music. So you might do one take where it's like, cool, sing these three measures and then jump to here. Or sing these three measures with these lyrics instead. And I think Austin was trying to figure out as we recorded as well, what's the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but what was lovely about it again, is that because it was so new, it was new to everyone. And so no one was getting frustrated and everyone was figuring it out together. And, and it was a wonderful challenge as a musician to be able to do that. Um, it felt a lot like, honestly, it felt a lot like when I, uh, you know, when I first started as an actress in musicals, it was such a joy because you're creating the music in the, you're creating it all in the, in the rehearsal process. Yeah. When you're first doing a show, whether you're doing like a, a play on Broadway or a, a musical or whatever, you're in rehearsal, you're creating the show, you're learning the music, you're learning the lines. This felt more like that process to me. Yeah, that's so wonderful. That's amazing. And yeah. I love the fact how everything came together. It looks good. It plays well. The story is amazing. And you guys got to uh, kind of perform in front of the yeah. audience, which is really cool. Because I was like, game is not out. This is happening. I am watching that. Uh, so it was really cool to see all of you guys together and singing your parts and talking about the game and how you worked on it. It was yeah. wonderful. What, what were your kind of feeling, like looking back at that, like we get to do this? What, what are your thoughts? I was, it was, again, it was another, like, I don't want to say bucket list, but it was very high up on my list because mm. the theater that we performed at, the El Rey Theater here in Los Angeles, is very well known. And uh, my husband's band had played there, I think, a few times. Wow. Um, I'm pretty sure it was one New Year's or something. But, like, so to be able to go there and be like, look, I'm on the poster this time. <laughs> hey, look, I'm getting to sing at this. Like, to have that moment of, see, I can do it too. Like, that kind of, like, little kid in me was so thrilled. And because I do have a, a theater background, getting to sing live, it just fills me up. Absolutely filled me up to be able to be there. Um, uh, I only wish that we had been able to get more people in the theater because uh, I know people got to see it on camera, but live in the theater, everything is a little bit different. It's a of little course. bit, a little bit more fun. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. I love everything about it. It was so cool. And then listening because I didn't see, I didn't play the game by then, obviously. And then listening to your voice and how your character sounds like, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I, I love that. And that's that was my extra hook to play the game. <laughs> so good, good. Well, that was the goal was to get everybody excited. There's a little dog here that's like trying to get me to go downstairs. He's like, Mama, it's time. You have been up here for long enough. He won't already. let me grab him to pull him on camera. He will just like just jump out of my reach and be like, no, you're coming this way. Sneaky little dude. Um, I love it. But yeah, I'm really excited by it. I hope it opens the doors for, for all of the creators um, of the project to do more things like this because I think it's really special.
Yeah. And I, I, I want to say based on, we talked about like Medusa and even you are, your character is having that, that sari as the dress. And it's all, and I love the fact that all the characters that you get to play have this uh, Indian side to it. And so there's, uh, there's one new, I, I, I know you shared this on Twitter. There's one new trailer that came out, the monkey man, which was oh. incredible. I just was oh like, Oh my God. God, is your mind like I was losing my shit? Pardon yes. my French. I was losing it because I've always like I've, I've I've watched Dev Patel like a proud auntie, even though I'm not that much older than he is. Um, I've watched him grow, like watched him since you know Slumdog Millionaire, and all of a sudden he's become like this gorgeous, yeah, incredible, fully grown, fully amazing dude. Um, I actually got to tell him that in person once at the farmers market, which is crazy. He's very tall. Um. But to see him take this on, he's like, it's like an Indian James Bond. It's like, yes. it's the coolest. I, I, I'm, I'm beside myself excited. I just, I cannot wait. Yes. I Everything can't. looked so good. I was, I didn't expect it to go that way. I was like, monkey man. I, because I always see the name and I'm like, what could it be? And then I watched the trailer and the trailer just blew me away because it was the Indian side of it. It was John Wick-ish, and it was all of the things. Yep. And I was like, yep. funny, very and, John Wick. And and and, and, it, and, it, and you know, at first I was like, oh, it's Monkey Man. It's gonna have Hanuman. It's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be Hanuman as a person. But there's so much more to it. Like it feels like what was that sh movie White Tiger? Yeah. And, you know the the class struggle. It's gonna show. I think there the seedy underbelly of of certain sides of mm. you know places in India, but also the beauty of the culture and the music is um yeah. oh my oh, god the music sounds beautiful. so good Absolutely. no i'm just i'm so excited i'm so 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 excited <laughs> that's i i'm not waiting for that movie to come out and i would say another thing that you did tweet about which i really loved it was um you you quoted this tweet and saying that uh it was about uh it's never too late and how you began giving samples of you book your first major voiceover role at 40 and yep. then married after 43 and and yep. so it, I, because a lot of people believe like you have to do this by 30. And at this point, dude, I'm... I believed it. <laughs> yeah. I did. And look, I have chosen to be in a career where that myth is perpetuated, especially for women. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you hear as a young woman, maybe hopefully a lot less now, but I certainly heard as a young woman that you have a shelf life. Mm, yes. And uh, not to go deep into things that people may not want to hear about, but but you know when when women go through a certain phase in their life where they can't have children anymore, people used to treat it like, oh well, that's the end. That's the you're not you're you're not young anymore. All of my friends who are over fifty are getting sexier and sexier every day. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible to watch them, and. I am realizing as every year goes by that I don't feel older in a bad way. I feel like things are becoming more and more possible because I am starting to see that it is not, this is not about luck. Mm. This is about endurance. And the more that you can make it through and the more that you can learn as you make it through things, the more confidence you have in yourself to survive things. And when you have that confidence, it's not like you have to suddenly be cocky. It just means, you know, I'm not going to die. Yeah. If this thing happens, I'm going to be able to handle it, which means I can take more risks, which means that that thing that I thought I could never accomplish 
maybe I can. Yeah. Maybe I can. Worst case scenario, I get disappointed, but I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I allowed myself to, um, I allowed myself to wait for permission or, or, or required myself to wait for permission for a lot of my younger life. Mm -hmm. And, um, the older I get, the more that I realize the only permission you need is your own. Yeah. Definitely. Once you are no longer a kid, and and even though your parents might treat you like a kid, you know, once you're over, once you're grown up and you're on your own, like you you are the one that needs to give yourself permission to be the biggest person that you are. Mm -hmm. And when I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah, thank God it took me this long to to do so many of these things. Because I think I not only would I maybe not have appreciated them, um, I don't think that I actually had the I think I would have thought it was expected from me. And therefore, I have to do more and I have to do more and I have to do more. I call it the A student complex because once you're an A student, you only have you all you think is, well, what if I don't get an A? Mm. You don't clock. Yeah, I got an A. You're just suddenly like, oh no, but what if I don't? Now I get to look at these accomplishments and be like, yeah, that's right. Of course I did that. Yeah. Which means you can and you can and you can and you can. And let's see what else we can do. And, and, and it really is the greatest joy in my life is watching the people that I love, my friends and my family, watching them soar and watching them be proof of what's possible. Um, because I used to, when I was younger, see people who had things that I maybe thought I didn't have. Um, and I would look at it as proof of what I don't have rather than looking at it as proof of concept. Yeah. Well, if, if that person has a happy relationship, it's possible. Mm. Great. It's possible. If that person has an amazing career, it's possible. Um, so, and if I haven't seen anyone who's doing it, might as well be me. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody else doing it. Might as well be the person who's doing it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm having a blast. I'm leaning into being the cool auntie every day of my life. That's what I'm leaning, you know, got to let you just got to lean into it. Yeah. Um, Cause I certainly don't feel my age and I'm 90, I really don't act my age half the time, but, um, but even then it feels more like experience than time. Mm. And that's fun. Then it really does feel like a D and D game. Then it does feel like <laughs> yeah. it's leveling up every leveling up all the time. Yes. So yeah, true. I don't, I don't think it's ever too late. Like I said, in that, in that post, my mom is 84 years old, learning her sixth language. Yeah. I said fifth, I said fifth in the post, but I forgot English. So sixth. Um, Cause you know, there's yeah. that. So, that's so uh, yeah. yeah. I think, very, very cool. I think that yeah, that's, that's very true. And it's, it's very important uh, because I have a few friends and they always have this, like, I have to do this, but this, this age and this and that is, I'm like, no, like, and, and it's very important. I feel like it's very important to just if you have something that you want to do, just just do it. It's it's not yeah. late. It's never yeah. going to be late, even if you. And do it look, let's ago. face it. There are forces outside of ourselves, whether it is pressure from family, pressure mm. from your community, pressure from society. Whatever, there are forces outside of us that will attempt to make us feel like. Yeah we have to do something in a certain way or by a certain time. But if there is only one you, there is only one me, there is only one of each of us on the planet, which means that if we don't do it our way, no one's gonna do, no one's gonna be the expression of you that you are mm. besides you. Yeah. And so my life, my rules. Yeah.
Definitely. You know, I, I set those rules based on a code of ethics that I believe in and based on a moral code that I believe in. But ultimately, they are rules that I set. And in our marriage, we set our rules, which doesn't matter about anyone else's relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like that's a really important that is really important responsibility and freedom to give to ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've, I know I've taken up enough of your time. So I just want to say thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I always love, I always love talking with you. I always wish I had more time. Um, so we're going to have to continue. We'll, we'll start scheduling now for a year and a half from now. Yes. <laughs> That's what we'll do. So in 2027. We'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see that. We'll see that. Oh, how can you imagine what we will have accomplished by that? Yeah. You're going to be like a worldwide commentator. It's going to be amazing. Oh. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I, like I said, I know it sounds like a crazy auntie thing to, to say, but I'm really, I'm, I'm so I love watching you soar. I love watching you do these interviews. You're, you are, uh, you are exceptional, and I and I hope you continue doing this and following what you love because it shows in what you do.